The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss tactics and strategies that brands can turn to during an economic downturn. Joining us is Linda Fineris, who is the CEO and a strategist at the Millennium Agency, which is a nationally recognized top women-led B2B branding, positioning, and digital marketing firm that knows how to create value that emotionally influences your customer's buying decision, which gives you a competitive advantage. And today, Linda and I are going to talk about why you shouldn't stop marketing during a recession. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Linda Fineris, a CEO and strategist at Millennium Agency. Linda, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you, Benjamin. It's great to be here. Honor and privilege to have you here. Always wonderful to have a leader of a women-led organization Lots of trials and tribulations going on in the world these days. We talked offline about, I've got two young kids. You've been there and done that, but I didn't get much sleep last night because my youngest son decided that he didn't want to sleep. And on top of that, there's some other crazy things happening in the world. We've got recessions. We've got inflation. wars breaking out. We've got lots of uncertainty. And here I am trying to record podcasts a little sleep deprived. So let's talk a little bit about how to make it through some tough times. We've all been faced with recessions and we all lived through COVID at this point. Talk to me about some of the lessons that you've learned in terms of how to run marketing when time gets tough. I love talking about branding and messaging and positioning, particularly when the markets are not very steady. And now is that sort of unsteady time period. So we have found, because we've seen our share of downturns, is that the first knee-jerk reaction is companies want to cut back on their marketing. Some will actually completely stop their marketing or anything that costs money. They start pulling back from conferences, trade shows, obviously anything that costs any money. This is the worst decision that a company could make. Because what happens during these economic downturns is that you might protect your short-term profits, but your brand will become much, much weaker when the recession ends. So let's just take a minute and think about this a little bit, sort of the market do's and don'ts. If you're quiet and your competitors are marketing, well, they will be standing out and they will be on the forefront of your consumer's mind. You don't want that. You want to stay on the forefront of their mind. And one way to achieve that is to continue with your marketing efforts. 
And just one more point is that we have seen again, time and time again, and there are studies and it's not just from us being a marketing firm that if you do cut back on your marketing spend over time, you will see that those long-term effects do negatively impact your overall company sales. So I agree with everything you're saying, but I'm incredibly biased as a marketer and somebody that sells to marketing. I don't want to see marketing budgets slashed. That's terrible for my business and for my peers. But I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second. You know, we all lived through COVID. Now we're seeing another economic downturn. It seems like the hits just keep on coming these days. And I don't want to be negative, Nancy. The world's not a bad place. It's not as bad as the news makes it seem. But when there is a discrete pain point and the economy starts to shudder, as an executive of a company, the first thing that I would do is look at what is discretionary, right? I want to try to preserve the headcount and the core operations of my business. And so I look around and say, well, I can't cut the engineering team. I can't cut the finance team. We still have to make sure we pay our bills and accounting. I'm not cutting the leadership team. Customer success, we've got to keep our existing customers. All right, who's left? There's marketing. So marketers tend to be the first ones out the door, and the marketing budgets tend to be seen as discretionary. Why are executives who are making these decisions to slash marketing budgets and having marketing headcount be the first cut? Why is that a wrong decision? And what should they be doing when there is sort of a shock to the economy and a threat to their business? I really feel like some of these marketing executives, I mean, I know they probably have to look at every single aspect of their business and what areas they can cut. And obviously, marketing is a big spend of the organization. And if they're coming from a financial perspective, obviously, sometimes the finance department and the marketing departments don't necessarily get along that great. My recommendation in that type of instance is to really take this opportunity and look at your marketing expenditures find out which ones are actually yielding the highest results and how to leverage what's working and maybe start to discard what's not working. So an example of that might be, let's say you're taking advantage of public relations opportunities or you've got some social media going on and maybe the conferences are really paying off. So maybe just start trimming down what you're doing in some sort of capacity that will still work within a confined or a smaller budget but do not cut all of your marketing budgets in full. It's just, it creates a very negative effect to your business. Yeah, I think the trim don't cut is an important distinction that a lot of the times marketers or executives will make this sort of broad decision that all marketing needs to be stopped while we figure out how bad the downturn is going to be. And that not only has negative effects because your business doesn't grow, but also it creates an opportunity for your customers. Let's flip this around a little bit and talk about what happens during an economic downturn that is potentially an opportunity. Great. You're not going to stop marketing. You need to be more efficient with your budget. You need to be more focused. So if you're trimming, not just full sale stopping marketing, where do you focus when time gets tough? How do you figure out where to double down? And should you be reallocating and changing your marketing mix? I do like to look at all aspects of the marketing. I mean, marketing is obviously a comprehensive plan that includes a lot of mediums today. We've got everything from TikTok to traditional media print advertising and every single thing in between. So the mediums are growing and companies are taking advantage of more and more mediums. And sometimes really taking a good look at that and seeing how much value are in specific ones and what are we generating for leads and other ones. And companies, what they need to do is they need to decide, okay, 
we need leads or we want to build brand. And how are we going to tackle these different initiatives in the best way possible? And what medium should we be using in order to allocate our funds? So I think with that perspective, it's really key to take a look at those aspects and figure out what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. Because in these instances, you definitely want to capitalize on any opportunities that are out there. And frankly, if everybody's been doing great, things have been good over the past, whatever, four or five years, aside from COVID, you know, it's saving for that rainy day. And if this rainy day does come, ideally, there should be some profits tucked away to kind of get you through these times. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. You mentioned COVID. One of my big observations from the COVID period, and I had a conversation with Eric Huberman, who's the founder of Hawk Media, a prominent agency, and they do a lot of work on primarily D2C brands. And one of the things that Eric said was when COVID first happened, we advised our clients to spend more. And it basically was there is less competition in the marketplace because everyone is stopping their spend. People are pulling back from marketing. So media costs went way down. And so it seems like there's also an opportunity here when you are in an economic downturn to be able to strategically place larger bets and pick up market share. So A, do you agree with that? And B, how do you prepare or set aside marketing budget and get ready for a rainy day to make sure that you can actually double down and invest when media budgets get cheap, when all your competition decides to jump off the ship? I almost connected to maybe trying to get a contractor over the last four or five years. You couldn't find one. And hopefully soon enough, we'll be able to get somebody to help us do some things around the house. But I will say from that perspective, it is important. And I think each company needs to decide like how much should they put aside for situations like this where there is a rainy day and how can we keep top of mind in the most impactful way possible over the 
term of the recession. No one really has a magic ball as far as how long something like this could last, whether it's short term, whether it's long term, everybody seems to have an opinion. But I will say one thing is that you should try to keep some dollars aside for situations like this. So you can stay top of mind, specifically when it comes to your customers, but not only your customers, but also taking advantage of other opportunities that show up because it's those that are not being short-sighted that say, okay, what can we take advantage of while, and I hate to put it this way, but maybe that things are people are sleeping or people are taking a little pause or a break. Okay, what's out there that we can take advantage of and leverage? And I always say, let's look for like that white space in the market and try to uncover those and take advantage of that white space in the market that maybe other companies are not doing. So there's a twofold to it. A, I think it's up to the company to determine what a potential side, you know, amount of money is to put aside on their budgets in order to take advantage of this. And number two, what kind of mediums can you leverage that might not break the bank while still maintaining a strong presence in the market? You know, at the end of the day, I, I think of an economic downturn as a little bit of a sale. And I think about this as the stock market as well. We look at what's happening with the tech stocks these days. Over the last year, they've lost 40, 50, 80% of their value. God knows Netflix and Shopify, I feel like the stock prices are just unrecognizable to where they were during the COVID period. Now, is all of that because the business performance isn't good? Maybe, but a lot of it has to do with the macroeconomic scenario. And so it becomes an opportunity that if you have the capital, you can buy these established companies at uh, relatively low prices. Look, we're not stock traders on this podcast, but I think in the same way about buying media. Are there specific types of media that when there is an economic downturn, you see more price fluctuation? Social, TV, billboards, is there price fluctuation across multiple different channels? I mean, it really varies. I think on the traditional media side, you'll probably see a little bit more. And obviously, if there's less bidding on the digital platforms, it would be less. So the bidding numbers would come down. But I would say that because people are, like you said, are not taking advantage of these mediums, the inventory increases. It's like supply and demand. So if the inventory increases, obviously, some of the prices will come down in order for them to move their inventory. And it's just basically the same idea with anything else. I think you would normally see it across the board as far as what would come down in pricing and what would maybe stay the same. But it is absolutely a great opportunity to capitalize on these types of opportunities that are out there. I think that, you know, in my head, the channels that have the lowest time to buy are the ones that tend to see the most fluctuations. When you're talking about buying channels that you have to buy six months, a year in advance, you're looking at out-of-home placements or something that has a long lead time, buying a TV spot in the Super Bowl, those prices don't change much because they're sold years in advance. You can't predict an economic downturn. Right. But you see things like social media, you see things like programmatic advertising, those rates definitely fluctuate. And we saw this during COVID. And it's not just your media prices that can change. It can also be how people perceive your brand. And that's something that we're going to talk about in tomorrow's episode. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Linda Fineris, the CEO and a strategist at the Millennium Agency. Join us again tomorrow when Linda and I continue our conversation talking about brand positioning in an economic downturn. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Linda, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Linda Fanaris. That's L-I-N-D-A-F-A-N-A-R-A-S. Or you can visit her company's website, which is mill.agency, M-I-L-L dot agency. 
Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.